podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Pod two two four. Wow! Yeah! Wow. wow! Indeed! One more than last week already. Correct. Sponsored by Vector Printing for all your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and it's Vector with us. Okay. Okay. Correct. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. <laughs> Little Elvis tilt of the mic there. See that was that? lovely. That was very nice. Uh-huh. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, it's Pod 224, and uh, before we get into lots to talk about tonight, um, we mentioned our sponsored walk last week as part of the Palace for Life Foundation. Marathon March. Marathon March. Well, that makes it sound more rigorous than it's going to be. It's going to be pretty rigorous, mate. Be, <laughs> 26 this miles. Side of, I mean, this side it's of the got, table is going to be it's rigorous. It's got eight pubs along the route. Yeah. It's a sponsored pub crawl. Yeah, no, it is. And do you know what? It's, it's been sponsored already to the tune of £1,000 by our listeners in a week. Wow. 1088 one, All right, 1080 and 41p, if you've been. Since you said that. There's another £6.59. <laughs> that's so been taken <laughs> off. Um, so thank you very much to everyone that's donated. Of course, um, some of you have been entered into the prize draw. And i remind you of the prizes. A uh, £5 donation gets you entered to win uh, potentially a free subscription to the fanzine. Ooh. Ooh indeed. Ooh. Ten. <laughs> save those ooze. <laughs> £10 gets you entered into a draw for some free FYP merch. There's going to be some T-shirts and stuff. Ooh. 25 quid. Better better. 25 quid. Gets you entered into a draw to be a guest on the extra pod after a game. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And a Which 50 I've never been, so I might. You have to donate, mate. Put 25 quid in. 50 quid, and you can be on the full pod in this room. Wow. wow. At this table. Yeah. Uh, a few people have. I need to point out, though, because I didn't research this well enough, um, do, <laughs> not, <laughs> do not tick Amazing. Uh, gift aid. Because if you t- tick gift aid, you won't be entered into the draw. What? what? Apparently, what? Something to do with. Um, free will and gifts or something so you can't if you're entering into a draw but you tick gift aid it doesn't apply for some reason or something so and don't you say, you, have, you, say you haven't researched this I, I did it I put up the page and then someone messaged me afterwards and said you oh. might want to let people know don't do gift aid if you want to be entered into the draw if you don't do gift aid and then my, more money goes age, to the foundation my agent donated £50 but said can he not be entered into the draw <laughs> okay so he has no interest in football whatsoever well, he's, he's still slightly, working on the pod. He's slightly... No, he's... Oh, that's a fair point. He could host it. <laughs> 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 right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, well, we've, we're podding at 8pm on uh, Tuesday night. Mm. About half an hour ago, Roy Hodgson was confirmed as the new Palace manager, replacing Frank De Boer, who was sacked on Monday morning. 
Yeah, this doesn't go out till tomorrow morning, though, so anything could happen in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, first of all, then, Kevin, uh, given that, in my opinion, we actually put in our best performance of the season at Turf Moor uh, under Frank and lost 1-0, uh, was it the right decision to sack Frank de Boer after 77 days and four league games? How long does this pod last normally? As long as we want it to. The answer to that first question is going to be... I don't... I Personally, I don't think it was the right decision. I don't think it was a surprising decision. Only time will tell how right the decision was. It it it, it was a good performance. As we said this before, it's not his fault that Zahar and Loftus-Cheek hasn't been available. It's not his fault that six of the seven goals have been individual errors. It's not his fault that the squad's pretty threadbare. But having said that, even with a threadbare squad, his team selection was slightly mystifying on Sunday. Chung Yong Lee, you know, Van Arnholt could have played left back and, and Schlupp could have played where Jung Yong Lee was. So it's not like we had no options. Just set the tone with a dreadful, dreadful error. So I I don't know. I, I, I genuinely feel sorry for Frank Dubois. I mean, in, in the past, when managers have gone, I would have learned to drive simply so I could drive the cab up and help them pack and go quickly but can you you can't drive no we've had this before i can't drive or swim that doesn't matter it's, it's a different pod oh but, so, um, so you're doing bets about swimming naked through thornton heath pond irrelevant because you can't swim yeah because there's no and water in there's, there's also there's the no phone. water in the pond <laughs> there hasn't been any water in thornton heath pond for 35 years i can uh, wade right. through discarded polish beer cans it's not a problem swimming or not swimming but um <laughs> i do feel sorry for frank i'd feel sorry for frank well now of course all the rumors start People are trying to shift the blame on, you know, Frank De Boer's trying to hint that he wasn't responsible for the tactics that we were using. All sorts of rumours now coming out about unhappy players, Delaney, Ward, Kelly, stories about meetings that Friedman had with De Boer when he demanded changes. So I, what would be really nice if somebody at Palace just turned around and said, look, we made a mistake, we're going to move on. But no one's taking responsibility for well, what happened. It turns out, I, I still think that Steve Parrish made a bold and ambitious decision to go for Frank de Boer, um, albeit the independent reported yesterday that, <laughs> <laughs> albeit, I'm sticking by albeit, <laughs> albeit the independent reported that, bizarrely, Steve Parrish got bored halfway through the five-week process and the Americans had to focus his attention. But I still think it was an ambitious move to get Frank de Boer. I think it, it just turned out to be too much of a culture shock for both clubs, both for him and and for Palace and it was a mistake let's move on uh, but I, the recriminations are good. what worries me is that the recriminations and the arguments are going to carry on long after Roy Hodgson is manager and there needs to be some sort of clear the air process well, there needs to be someone saying look this is what happened this is why we took him on this is what we said to him this is what he said to us this is what the players felt now can we move on because until they do that until they start communicating with us properly We'll all just be speculating and arguing with each other until until they're not Christmas. gonna. The club aren't gonna, you know, tell us exactly what happened. The club, I, the club I don't see why about the thing, and with good reason, James, aren't they? Well, it's it's the thing as Kev's just said. It's the thing we talk about most pods, and we spoke about a lot a lot on the last pod about the lack of communication. And you know, there's been it's been quite a whirlwind of sort of forty eight hours, you know, from going up to Burnley to to, to today. <coughs> the club are not going to tell us. Of course, they're not. But I guess you know, you know what my my, my mind's all over the place about it. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm up about Everyone's it. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down about it. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all I'm all over the place about the decision. I don't think they should have got rid of De Boer as quick as they did, but at the same time, it's just the way it is at the moment. And he's 
his position was almost untenable. And it's just like you know, I, I didn't know what he was going to do. What was he going to do? But even simple things, communication-wise, you know, why is you know Steve Parrish is tweet, <coughs> tweeting on Sunday night that we've all got to stick together, that we've yeah. got to stay behind him. He's telling Talksport on Monday. But I morning. think he's. I don't and think he was we, talking about De Bruyne. He was talking about us as a club sticking together. That's what but, I but took that as. Yeah, he never met. He didn't. But even so, even so, Kevin, he goes back to your initial point, which we talk about a lot. It's about the communication thing, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm sure it's the same with other clubs. You know, and as I said, I am all over the place about it. You know, I'm 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 not a massive fan of Hodgson, but I think he'll do a job. You know, I just think you know we're a bit of a, a laughing stock at the moment in football. But then again, you know, things change so quickly. In about a week's time, it'll be another club that's going with laughing stock. You know, and we we have we have we've broken some unenviable records in the last yeah. couple of days, yeah. which I'm sure Stato in the corner will tell us about. Um, but you know, you know what? I just think it's all happened. Let's just get on with it. I, mean, yeah. I know we're going to talk about it for the yeah. next two hours, but in reality, I hope it's not two well, hours. Well, well, neither do I. But, no, but um, you say let's get on with it, but Andy, are are the things that have happened in the last week or the last couple of weeks are they not pointing towards bigger problems at Palace than just a manager that didn't fit? Well, I think there was the, the, the point, as far as I'm concerned, is that it was entirely the correct decision to get rid of him but it was entirely the incorrect decision to hire him in the first place and it was the incorrect decision that there had been similar murmurings when he was at Inter about being naive defensively and about him being particularly dogmatic in how he dealt with the board and in him being an ideologue and him being a difficult character to deal with these weren't new things and they weren't new things in terms of how he was going to play football people who delved enough into his history at Ajax had seen that that team played pretty much the Van Hal at United way. They were very, very patient in possession, but had technically able players. You know, at, at that point, when he was at Ajax, he had Vertonghen, Alderweireld yeah. and Christian Eriksen in his team. I mean, those are three genuinely world-class players. He's not going to come to a team like Crystal Palace as an ideologue and playing with players like Tomkins, like Dan and like Joe Ward and be able to have any modicum of success whatsoever. So people are feeling embarrassed because it's happened so quickly, but it was inevitable. It was wholly inevitable. Do you, really think, do you really think at the beginning of the season, Andy, that we'd be sat here after four games and he'd be gone? He, he did. He, he did, though, to be fair. He, he did. Said it, he did okay, 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 he did. <laughs> um, I'll get me, my coat. Should I get my coat? Yeah, I can't remember ask, last week. Ask me that question. I'll um, say the answer is no. Of course I didn't. Of course I, I didn't. Just, yeah. but I mean, it's, 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 the interesting thing is I think um, there, there was lots of excitement when he was recruited as the manager because he's, he's a big name. He was a big name as a player. We all recognised him having won the Champions League in 1995, having played for Barcelona under Louis van Gaal, having been the guy at the 1998 World Cup who delivered the ball to Bergkamp for that amazing goal. We all knew him and we were excited on the basis of what he'd done in his playing career and thought that that would translate across into how he managed Crystal Palace. If we're completely honest about it, we were excited because it was Frank de Boer. We weren't excited because it was someone who had demonstrable track record at a club at a similar level to Palace or with similar resource constraints as Palace and um, that he would then translate it across the Palace we were excited because it was Frank de Boer and in the same way I, 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 if you were going to draw any inferences from how you would expect the club to have dealt with it they were probably excited by it as well you know if Frank de Boer comes into an interview with you and talks to you about his so-called philosophy of playing football and his ideology of how teams should play football and him having played that ball to Dennis Bergkamp and him having won the Champions League and him having played for Barcelona I would be impressed well he also did a PowerPoint presentation apparently 
of the past. Uh, uh, no, no, but the thing is, that, <laughs> uh, you know, apparently, you know, it turns. I don't think either side did their due diligence. It's clear he didn't know as much about the club as he said he did when he had these meetings. But I do think it's unfair to say we're basing his reputation on him as a player. He's, he's, he had a world class reputation as a coach, and there's no point denying that. The reason Inter took him on in the first place is that his reputation as a coach. And as somebody who developed young players, was 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 fantastic. There's, there's, there is no, he yeah, wasn't but in taken a on. That's not, you know, no, that, but that's neither here nor there. He had a world class reputation as a coach. Simple. So I'm, his, I'm, his I'm, reputation wasn't based on what he did as a player. And yes, there is an element of excitement. There's, there's, a, there's an element of excitement about the fact that Allardyce was ex England manager. You could say that about Hodgson. People, you know, as we said last week, people who don't know about football would look at Palace and go, "Wow, they've got two ex England managers. They must be a big successful club." But there was, there's no point denying that the ball had a reputation. And that we went after, and, and at the time, you know, Watford, Southampton, us, I was delighted that we got De Boer. I'd rather have De Boer than Silver and Pellegrini. And I, and that's, as far as I'm concerned, I, at the time I was right. And it, with hindsight, I might still have been right, but we'll never know. But I still don't think he's been given enough time. And I still think it's what's unfortunate for him and his reputation, not his wallet, because it turns out, we find out tonight, he's earned more from football than Neymar has <laughs> this season. So with his £4 million payoff and Roy's, whatever he's getting and his two million pound bonus for keeping us up how many times have we paid two million pound to people to keep us up or not in, in, in legal reasons for legal reasons but it's <laughs> not i was pounds. i was pleased i thought he was the right choice and then it turns out apparently it's not but i just want to know from, from the point of view of his reputation why suddenly all these stories are swirling about that we didn't know we had one rumor two weeks ago that yeah. somebody a player had spoken to the telegraph and now we're talking about we hear that you know Joel Ward, his son, is saying today, Neil Ashton, who's a Palace fan, saying Joel Ward is humiliated by... It's always somebody else's week. fault, though, Kev, isn't it? It's I know, but, but Joel, yeah, Joel Ward is humiliated by, by being picked for the first team every week, so that's clearly not true. But, that's, but James, that's my point. No, no, no. That's you, my you, point. It's always somebody else's right. fault. It's why, always somebody else's fault. My point what... is, why can't somebody at the club just turn around and say, look, honest mistakes were made. We overstretched ourselves in bringing this manager in. We didn't think it through. Why can't Paris say, I didn't particularly want him, but the Americans want him? Everyone's saying now this I really morning, don't... In general, in life in general, if somebody makes a mistake, if they hold their hand up and admit it, then we all get on with of it. Of course we if do. If you start exactly. not admitting it, and that's what's happened well, here. Exactly. And it's, this is why this is, there's something wrong at the club. Sky are reporting tonight that the Americans made the decision to say get rid of him. So why can't he say that? Why can't he say, look, this, just, this didn't work. I've spoken to the Americans. We've decided to, to mm. make it. It's a difficult decision, but it's the right decision to make. It's a tough decision. We're making it now. We all yeah. have to do that in business. And then we'd go, okay, fair enough. But because they don't do that, it just festers. It just goes on and on. Mm. So then suddenly people who used to love Delaney are going, I can't stand Delaney now, based on a rumour that he's upset by mm. something that was said. And you know, So why not tell yeah, us whether there I mean, was a there has to be, yeah. There has to be some sort of... Um, like cloak and dagger about it. You can't have Why? clubs telling us everything. Why not? But they can. But they, at the moment, they're telling there must us be nothing. A reason that I'm clubs sure there are confidential. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Frank DeBoer has signed something that, that says he doesn't tell his side of the story because he's getting a lot of money. But he's got a side of the story. You know, all we hear now, we hear rumours that Frank DeBoer would would do what Glenn Hoddle did in training, would get the ball down and take yeah. the mickey out. Well, well, the Palace, well, the Palace true, social media account were yeah. tweeting videos of that happening. Well, so yeah. but fine. Well, so let's, let's hear what he had to say. Let's allow him to say, look. This wasn't the right club for me at the time. Well, was, is I it, wish it, been, is yeah. it? Are we maybe all overanalyzing it? And was it simply a case of just you know a square peg in a round hole? It was yeah, the wrong guy. Yes, at it was. The wrong I think, club I think it's as simple as that. But in which I really case, do why, think it's as simple as that. Nothing yeah. more sinister than that. It was just. But why know, did we take five weeks to recruit him? And did, why did no one work that out in the first place? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's where the problem. Because we keep JD. talking about, and I'm I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Because I keep saying, the club's done this. The club has to do that. The club's responsible transfer. Because I don't want to say out loud Steve Parrish, because it's not entirely Steve Parrish's fault. But 
you know, the, so many people on social media say it's, of course, some well, of the responsibility lays at Steve Barrett. It's, it's not Frank De Boer's fault that our squad is threadbare at the moment. Not, I don't, I, I don't know how we Frank De Boer's fault that he decided to play a 19-year-old yeah, and no, 20 Well, it is, I know, but it's also... Three-man defence on the opening but, game of a Premier but when League you get, season. But when you get Steve Parrish tweeting, as he did on Sunday night, uh, everybody's tweeting Steve Parrish about you know, bringing players in. And then Steve Parrish tweets... And this is a matter of record, Andy, so your, your legal ears can stop quivering. Steve Parrish, <laughs> Steve Parrish tweets that it's to Palace fans, 90% of you wanted Sacco. That's why we didn't have money for other players. So that's no... What, you tweeted that? Yeah. 90% of you wanted Sacco. Not the manager wanted Sacco, not yeah. I wanted Sacco. Where did you put the 90%, 90% from? 90% of you wanted Sacco. The thing so is that that, so where's the leadership? So what I'm saying is that yeah, mistakes have to be laid at people's door, and some of the mistakes are at Steve Parrish's door so why can't Steve Parrish admit that our recruitment hasn't been brilliant in the last two years because we as I say we keep pulling off this trick and it's a really clever thing to do is that each season our first team is stronger there's no doubt about that first 12 or 13 is stronger but somehow the squad's weaker how do they manage to do that because that takes some doing we've got a, you know if, if Zaha Loftus-Cheek Sacco are playing that's a good first 11-12 players yeah. but then after that because the squad not. gets older and because the players are on contracts that Championship clubs well, can't exactly. but none of so that's they get older, not but as, none of that's the board's fault, is it? No, I'm not saying that is the anyway. Yeah, but it is, but he's getting but you know, the club are blaming him for everything. Can that's I pick you up on one thing? Firstly, Steve no. Parrish <laughs> Steve Parrish did say at the start of the season, in fact the day that De Boer was announced, he said, If De Boer fails, I fail. Yeah. So that that he has to I'm sure he will acknowledge now that that that, that is partly his fault because yeah. it has failed. And also, you're talking about Steve going on Twitter and talking to the fans on Sunday night, which he did. Maybe some of those tweets were, you know, ill-judged that let's stick together. But at and all least that he thing. did them, yeah. But, no, fair enough. You know, you're also saying yeah, yeah, that no. there isn't enough communication. So there is. He is communicating in a way with fans, yeah. but but you know that it's, it's a different biting, sort of communication. It's very difficult. It's a different sort of communication. I think the communication we're talking about yeah, is, what, is what, actual it's facts. Cool. Yeah. It's facts. That's a communication. What you don't want is. Im- Emotion coming from the people who are running. But football is emotional. It is emotional. Yes, it is emotional. We're emotional as fans, and the players are emotional. We're emotional. We're an emotional race. You yeah, know, and we are emotional. But when we talk, I, but for what I get for the communication side of it, it's communication. You, you, you can't have that level of emotion in your communication. But Steve is a fan if, as well. Well, maybe th- therein lies the problem. Maybe therein lies the ultimate problem: is that you cannot have a fan. Who running a football club now? Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. Maybe that's another debate. You know, if you had a businessman running a football club, running it as a business, we wouldn't be in this situation. He is a businessman. He sold a business for hundred and forty. But he's also pounds. a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also a fan, and I'll never take that away from him. He's a great fan of the club, and I'm not dissing what he's done. But maybe therein lies the problem. But that has is, made the last te- seven years even more special. Well, yeah, and and he is. exactly. Well, yes, you have the ups and downs. It's like it's ups and downs. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just pointing it out. There, you know? there are two points there, and I, I do. I absolutely agree with the basis of what you're saying but you know Steve Browett is also a fan and, and most of us have spent a lot of time saying we need Steve Browett back doing stuff yeah. at the club but he's if you I mean might not want to no no but what I'm saying just in point of him him being a fan yeah 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 and I you know what I'm it. saying, though. Well, of course, I you know, know what I'm saying. saying. You know what I'm saying. And it is. Look, I, I love emotion. I love people with emotion. But sometimes, if you're in that position, when it's a highly charged situation, like it was after yeah. the Burnley game, yeah. you cannot, as a chairman of a football club, you cannot be start sending out tweets like that. He's, you can't. He shouldn't have been tweet. He shouldn't be saying, "Look at our squad. Look at their squad." He should not be doing that. He when the performance be. was. But ultimately, having said that, and to his credit, he is the most successful chairman Palace have ever had. Which is why it's a difficult situation. I don't want to. I'm I'm not knocking him. 
and the, the chaos the chaos theory has worked <laughs> but, but, it, but, it, but it has though we keep throwing yeah. we keep throwing mud at the wall and it doesn't stick maybe Roy Hodgson will stick but we're, we're appointing our seventh manager in six years but we have stayed I don't up. want to throw Roy at the wall he's like 70 years old know, but, but people need people but, need to get out of this 1990s mindset that you're going to get a manager for five years no, no, I hear it so, over no, and over no, again no, no, we right. need stability look at Watford look at Southampton no, no, look, at look at all the clubs around us look at Arsenal look, look at Arsenal the one club that people talk yeah, about stagnating yeah, and the one club who have a manager who's been there yeah. for donkeys years you just do point. not get that anymore no but there's a yeah. difference between changing but a manager every year and changing a manager after four games yeah and you look at I mean people always say well look at the Southampton model where you've got a system underneath where it doesn't really matter. The manager comes in and he's left free to manage because everything else is being run by other people. You but know, the point the, isn't the whether or not the point isn't yeah. on length of tenure. No, no, it's, I it's agree. on whether or not the appointment yeah, I, decision is right in the first place. In I, this yeah. instance, it wasn't right in the first place. I know, whether I or not he'd left after say nine months because yeah. he'd done a fantastic job and had been tapped up by I don't know, you know, yeah. uh, AC Milan and had gone off to them. Or, wh- or whether he had gone after four games, you know, it's kind of immaterial. It's whether or not it was right in the first place. But, to appoint him, and it wasn't. But it would be nice if somebody saw out their contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to explain to players that you should see their contracts out when managers never do. It would be nice if somebody could stay for two seasons just to have some yeah. some level of continuity, even if it's only through bringing young players in, even if it's only through bringing a coach in that might, you know, because I'm presuming that what will happen now is that Sammy Lee will go and the other, and Trustful will go, of course, and then Roy will bring in his people. So again, there's a complete sea change that everyone else has got to, to adapt and get used to. So your baby agrees with me next door. Because <laughs> right? for some reason he's got more sense. <laughs> but, but it's just, just you crying. just would. And, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying, and I and sometimes I, I agree, I, I've been guilty of this and I'm always the, you know, it, people are always throwing this quote at me. Please let this be the manager who stays, infrastructure, etc., etc. Mm. Part of me, I agree. Yeah, what I'm talking about is a Sean Dyke situation, whereby yeah, if we go down, let's keep the manager, and he might bring us back up again. I, I, I understand what you're saying. As I say, the, we change managers all the time, but we've stayed in the Premier League for the longest time we ever had. It's our most successful period. But if if that was our policy, like Watford seems to, their policy, their policy seems to be to get rid of the manager every year. Chelsea's policy seems to be, as uh, Mourinho pointed out, I'm not surprised about De Boer getting a sack. I got sacked after winning the championship. It was not about you, Jose, but there you go. But Chelsea's policy is to change manager every 18 months. It's not our policy. We're reacting all the time. None of our moves are proactive. We're reacting. We change manager because we cock it up I but, don't know, we, then, we but, talk about Southampton though, and they, yeah. they, they had yeah. Pochettino leave for another club they had yeah. Koeman leave for another club so those are reactive yeah, for issues clubs. as well although having said again oh, yeah, wow. Charlie Nicholas who seems to be the pundit who's most annoyed <laughs> Charlie Nicholas is the pundit who's most annoyed about because yeah, most ex-footballers interestingly enough think that Hodgson's a really good move a lot of pundits think Hodgson's a good move Charlie Nicholas for some reason he's the one who said Palace were a laughing stock yeah. he's the one who said maybe we should look at the fact that Allardyce left because of Parish is Parish the problem uh, so that's a valid question but most most people in the game most people who have played football think that Hodgson's a really good move and perhaps, and perhaps he might be the one okay. that does stay for two years we, I think yeah. we, we all agree that we'd like to have someone stay a bit longer we, 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 we had a quick transfer Andy's gone out Ed Knight has come to join us Sub um, gone I've got a question for you though Ed oh hello are, are Palace actually victims of just um, having too big a too big a dreams in the summer you know what I mean? Trying to move away from this cycle of constantly having someone firefight, which obviously we're now back in. Were they guilty of just dreaming a bit too big in the summer? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we're guilty of not chasing the dream with enough 
because Parrish said himself that the money that he spent on Sacco would have been other transfers that could have been more more useful. Who is it? I saw someone on Twitter saying that the person they feel most sorry for is Riederwald. Yeah. Because he's yeah. completely yeah. out yeah. out now. But if we got a few more people like that and a few more of the people maybe that Frank wanted to go for with the money that we used on Sacco, then just listening to what the fans want and be, being worried that you're not pleasing everybody is no way to go about your transfer business. Yeah. And, and if, now because... Uh, uh, Pontro's out of the squad it's annoyed everyone for this f- mystical free agent that we doesn't know that we're going to get so oh, yeah, we've got short two spaces now yeah. Yeah, they got of, I mean that was that was shabby business getting rid of Pontro to just to free up a free agent place because our transfer window didn't work that was yeah that was shabby it was desperation it was desperate it was, it was it complete was desperation desperate, and it was because we couldn't we spent all the money but, on Saka but your point about enough. ambition is a good one if, if we'd appointed Sean Dyche a lot of Palace fans would have said, "What sort of club are we? We've just we've appointed another Allardyce. What we're we doing? Why haven't we gone for?" And I think we should be looking for the ambition. I think. Remember, we all maybe said, we overreach, but it's, I got asked a question last night. It's like, what's what's the natural Palace's natural <laughs> position? And go well, every year I say we should be moving. I don't want to. Every year I say I don't want to have this conversation about avoiding relegation. And every year we say we want to be moving forward, we want to be doing this. But then every year something happens in the club and we have to reevaluate our situation after four weeks. So already this season, our ambition is avoiding relegation. Already. I've got a question go for ahead. you. Um, what is then the long-term plan at Palace? Because we keep talking about this Avoid long-term relegation. Talk, but what is, the, what is a viable long-term plan? Well, I'd, I'd, you, Say you're the asking Premier the wrong person. Why don't you ask well, Steve Parrish? What would you like it to be? To stay in the Premier League, yeah. but to make progress every year, to make to make steady progress, you want to become again. That's a big question. Do you want to be a West Brom and Stoke, who inevitably that, and also you have to remember we're in a division we can't win. Forget Leicester, we're in a division we can't win. Twelve clubs in this division: Huddersfield, Brighton, West Brom, Stoke. Twelve clubs in this division will be in the Championship sometime in the next ten years, and we're one of them. There's, there's no point pretending otherwise. But our ambition is: so, do you want to be a West Brom or Stoke who stay up by hook or by crook? with the sort of football that Tony Pulis and Mark Hughes plays or do you want to become an Everton that are 6th and 7th by playing attractive football the most we can hope for is the Everton scenario yeah. that's the most but we can hope for but you'll need a lot of money to do that yeah you will do because Everton suddenly spending money like drunken sailors on shore leave with money which they hadn't spent beforehand and it's still yeah. and they're still losing games to Tottenham oh hang know. on we just paid Frank yeah. de Boer 4 million so where's that no, money come from no fair point well fair we point, have more yeah. money than we've Ever Clearly. had in, in this transfer yeah. window, was my but understanding, d- thanks to the new sponsorship. And I, I just quickly, I don't think we can yeah. say we're overreaching, considering that four or five months ago, when, or however long it was that we got De Boer in, we were all saying it's good. We should be looking. We should be aiming high at this. This is the kind of thing we should be doing. We can't just be treating ourselves like a, like we're lucky to be in the Premier League, like we're yeah, yeah. the the underdogs just hanging on and just just happy but to that, be at the table. But that's a really good point about the four million pound payoff for De Boer. If it's correct, presumably reported four million, reported four million pound. Fair enough. But and and also well, presumably fifty p. Presumably yeah. we paid Hodgson some money up front. So let's say five six million quid. Yeah. We lost Chenku. Besiktas because in the last hour of the transfer we said we couldn't afford to pay 12 million euros up front we wanted to pay it in three instalments so clearly we got the money from somewhere so again that indicates a lack of joined up thinking but the ambition thing the fact what what we should be aiming for I want to be in the Premier League full stop but I want to be in the Premier League without having a nervous breakdown between November and March every season, and without because everyone else thinking we're a joke club. But because yeah, we're a kid at the dinner t- table, you know, you can add up the f- the four seasons we've been in the Premier League, 
so what's that? 120, 160 games or whatever it is. Yeah. How many of those have we enjoyed? 25, 30? <laughs> no, seriously. But, but look out. No, no, but look out. We have. I know. Oh, right. The many, other many, day, yeah. we've got the least points per game for, since Christmas 2015, apart from Rotherham. Apart from Rotherham. 81st, 81st. So 91st. 91st. And one of the things about Roy Hodgson is that he's got a 35.5% win rate in the Premier League, which will be enough to keep us up. Someone did the math, and that's 45, 47 points. How often, the last two seasons have been dismal. You know, the Arsenal win, you know, the Chelsea win, the Liverpool. We have these, we have these little results, yeah. these little runs of results, but they don't make up for the eight, nine games that we win, draw, lose, draw. Burnley they don't make up for the home games that we lose. They don't okay, make, so, shall so I, can I put this to you then? Are we maybe, after trying this long-term thing, well, not for very long, are we maybe... All <laughs> 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 oh, right, stay with me, stay it's with a very me. Palace way. Four, four weeks is long-term for Palace. Palace now, way put, yeah, exactly. Stay with yeah, me, yeah. stay with me. Um, are we a team, a yes. club and a fan base that maybe in a way thrives on the drama of things going wrong no. and actually maybe that's when we do best no well so we thrive on it we're just used to it yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. how many times how many times have we heard even last night on Five Live how many every second tweet was oh it's Palace Way it's what we do wouldn't have it any other way it's like yeah we yes, would yes you would we yeah would. yeah <laughs> Can't we, couldn't yeah. we just for one season have it some other way and it is it, it, and again that's that other phrase it's, Typical palace. Oh, money in the tin. But it, <laughs> I, I was trying to find another way of saying it, but that will go towards the, the marathon march. But classic, yeah, typical yeah. palace, classic palace. That's what we do. Yeah, it is frustrating. But this time, it's more frustrating because the last four weeks have been as unpleasant. Not just palace fans. It was awful. The period between the last four weeks of Pardew and Allardyce taking over was close to civil war amongst palace fans. This has been worse, and it's just been—it's yeah. been Everyone's horrible. Very angry, aren't Everyone's they? very angry. Yeah. It was each quite other. interesting. I was—I watched the—I was watching the TV last night, and it was the um, the West Ham Huddersfield game. Yeah, and um, Allardyce was in the studio, yeah, talking, mm. yeah. and um, you could see—I mean, he was—he was—I mean, he was being fine about Palace, but uh, you could see the sense of sort of disappointment in his yeah. in his voice. Oh, and really? His, oh, well, that's yeah. that, that's how well, I got. They sort of screwed up his good work. Yeah, he so you know he basically—I I saved the club, not. You know, he didn't say that. He didn't really mean he'd save them, but, but he did. Though, he, but fair. he did. But he did. But he was like, he did to yeah. actually see what had happened to the club. You, you could sense, a, a, you could feel a real sense of disappointment, and also, he, I, I felt he had a real empathy with the club as well. I felt yeah. that in the short, his short time at Palace meant a little bit to him as well. Which is something that because we know he enjoyed like it. What was, what was interesting have. was interesting. He kept referring to the palace as we yeah. the whole time. Yes. Yeah. It was we, we, we. I know it was his last club. It was a, it was a few months ago, but like it was Yan- interesting. Like Yannick did when yeah. on TV that one time. You, JD hit on a good point there. I mean, De Boer hasn't helped himself with the ways. I mean, his, his press contact has been virtually minimal. Mm. He did an interview... With Palace TV, which uh, the first day, which basically he complained about the away kit. Mm. His profile is really low. He's obviously not knockabout. He's obviously not somebody who enjoys talking to the cameras. Mm. Low yeah. energy sort of guy. Very much so. I didn't see already, 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 uh, and already Hodgson has talked about how he used to stand on a Holmesdale. He loves the club, which again, it, it might be PR, but you'd, you'd rather hear that from from the manager. It is so, PR. Yeah. So the ball hasn't made himself effect. You know, but you, we, we, we've spoken about this. But you want to see Big Sam conducting everyone's singing. You want to see that sort of stuff. Sammy Lee on the touchline. Yeah, of course you do. We love that as fans, don't we? Of course we do. Course Sammy we do. Lee and also, again, as well, you look at that West Ham game last it, night, yeah, yeah. And, you, you, and you look at that and you go, how on earth did we lose to Huddersfield? I know we, we just weren't good. I think I know we made the, seven the, chances. In fact, the last, like, the last time yeah. that um, there was a team that went their first four games without scoring, Huddersfield won the league. So 
Preston 1924, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I followed that story up because I thought it might end up with Preston avoiding relegation, but no, it didn't. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, I was hoping that was going to be more positive. But end part one, the the thing is, if we we need to score before the 71st minute on Saturday, otherwise, we will have the record for longest Premier League run without Newcastle. Well, we've done two records in the last four years. But you know, there is a positive thing out of this is the fact that we have got a new manager within less than 24, well, within about 24 hours. Yeah. Of De Burgo and we've got a new manager and yeah. whether you like him or not the guy's got a great record and I'll be I'm going to say positive I, I think it's a it's a good appointment so do I I think Hodgson yeah, is going I'll... to be a really positive force of the club I think the, the whole club we as fans are shattered by what's going on the club you imagine what it's going to be like in, in, down at Sellers Park and in, and in and at the training ground it's not going to be a great place to be Hodgson coming in now is hopefully going to galvanise everybody and I always mm. go on about this about being together, I think I I think you're going to see a great performance on Saturday. I think, Good. I, I, I think you're going to be positive. Well, I also agree, as well, knowing uh, you, you kind of feel for Frank De Boer because you remember the Southampton game last season when their keeper air kicked. So we'll get a bit of luck in the first ten minutes, score a goal. You know, Zahar will come back, Loftus Cheek will come back, Sacco will come back. Hopefully, all yeah. of whom all of whom are Hodgson players, yeah, or would have been Allardyce players. All of whom are that. Read a while to score a hat trick. Well, my but they're the sort of players that Hodgson will love to playing with, and and we have got a decent first mm. eleven. So. Okay, good. And well, I think Hodgson brings a. Le- it, it's, it's, I know, but he it brings a certain. I think dignity. It's, it's so many Fulham. I've been amazed by the amount of Fulham fans and West Brom fans. Liverpool fans, not so much, <laughs> but the amount of West Brom and Fulham fans, and and that's the level we're talking about for Palace. We have to face yeah, that. Yeah. Who, who talk about? What a decent man he is! How the players, ex-footballers love him. People who have played with him love him. They took yeah, yeah. him to the. No, yeah. he's he's widely he's respected. Good, and, yeah. and I think in terms of going into the training ground tomorrow, he yeah. will lift. No, without a doubt. You know, without a doubt. And he'd be enthusiastic. And the parallels with Allardyce are amazing. Somebody cocked up his England job, who wants <laughs> another season to to basically re-establish his his reputation. And this time next month we'll be saying the same thing about Fabio Capello. Well, that's the other thing. I I don't (laughs) think none of us are going to be taking bets that he's going to be a manager this time next year. But that's another question. We will see what happens with that and we'll see what happens in part two when we answer questions from our listeners. Oh, wow, that was amazing. All right, all right. So, (laughs) join us in a bit. so good. Welcome back to part two of the Five Year Plan podcast. Pod two twenty four, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with her. Okay. Okay. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. Uh, I will. Oh, any reason for the? Uh, no, don't. Try to think. Is that like the Elvis? Hard. Is that throat hard. singing? Sound like throat I'm, singing. I'm pointing at the reason. It's a bottle of Grosch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Questions from our listeners. This won't take long, will it? No, no. there's only about 400 to go through. So yeah. um, go. let's see who we got. The first one is from Vikings number one. Hi, Vikings. Hi, Vikings. Viking. Viking. I, f- I feel like you probably know what it's going to be, but it says, with Frank de Boer gone, have we turned a corner? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get it every week, but there you go. We're in a circle. There's a lot of corners. No, there's no yeah. corners in the no, circle, really technically. But we have, <laughs> I think it's, it's we're more of a cul-de-sac. We're in a maze, yeah, cold, yeah. <laughs> we are in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. yeah, we are in this perpetual... That will be how we know we're having a good season when we don't get a tweet from Vikings saying, have we turned a corner, <laughs> yeah. basically. Exactly. Um, That's also, I believe, the Vikings number one is the shade of James Endicott's hair, isn't it? <laughs> Viking gold. Oh, Viking gold, I beg your pardon. Thank you, Thank you, Kev. Um, we've had 
A question from Bex J seventy six. Hi Bex. Hi, Bex. Saying, Will Kevin still be swimming naked across Thornton Heath Pond? I can't remember what you said the bet was. Well, I think I may have said something different to Bex one night in the pub. Uh, no, the bet was no. Of course I won't. But the bet was <laughs> <laughs> the bet was that I would uh, if we finished in the top eight. I would swim naked across four. I think you're pretty oh, safe on that one, mate. Right. Yeah, I think I was pretty safe when I said it. Initially, I was going to go top 12, but then I thought, no, top. same as my bet about Benteke scoring 25 goals a season. I think you're pretty safe on both of those. Yeah. Um, Graham Mackay. Hi, Graham. Says, Does anyone know where I can find a buyer for several thousand red and blue clogs and windmills? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to struggle there, Graham. I think you're going to struggle, mate. <laughs> and uh, sit down the red and blue windmill that would be that would play like havoc that. with the eyes wouldn't it it would do yeah it would yeah. be purple oh yeah Whoa, oh wow. he's on full tonight isn't he yeah not just a pretty face um, he also knows primary colours <laughs> and sit down Jim I sit down says have you still got Keith Millen's number oh Keith yeah, do you know it's, it's interesting it's a point that Ed made if you look at Craig Shakespeare at Leicester last season uh, Sammy Lee wasn't a name that anybody ever mentioned as Possibly taken over as a new manager. Yeah, it's a gamble, Worked isn't it? With an assistant, it is a gamble. Well, We've Frank, seen it Frank De Boer was. Well, he's a already gamble, failed so at Bolton, so I think you'd probably be going some to think yeah. about giving Sammy Lee a job at that sort of level. I mean, oh, I hate lawyers. It's always got facts at his fingertips. Sorry, sorry about that. Some, Jesus, that's a brilliant. It's renowned for being an absolutely awful Jesus. manager at Bolton, but Captain Bringdown over there. Captain Bringdown. <laughs> He'd actually be my favourite superhero. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, mushroom. Hi, Mushroom. Says, uh, should Steve Parrish be admired for recognising he made a mistake with Frank De Boer and rectifying it ASAP, while other chairmen may have been more egotistical and I have think, too much pride to admit they got it wrong? I think if you admitted it, then yes. Yeah. In a way, sacking him is sort of admitting it, isn't it? Mm. I would be amazed, given Steve Parrish's media profile, if at some point he doesn't provide some personal in-depth comments about the De Boer hiring and firing. It's, it's just not in his nature not to provide some sort of comment on that at some point. It's not come yet, but I would be highly surprised if at some point he doesn't. I mean, um, and people then... What well, opens up a bit about it? Yeah, I think I think well, that, that will at some point happen. Um, people will assert one way or the other that there's been some spin and gloss put on that. But, you know, this is a guy who uses the media quite prolifically. It would be incredibly surprising if the thing that's generated the most media publicity for Palace in years, realistically, if you look at it, were to not be commented on a, 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 upon at all. So I, I think you will see that. Well, do you think that's why? Because Hodgson was confirmed this evening, but the press conference isn't till Thursday to announce him. Do you really? think that's... Yeah. Well, it'll just be, f- that'll be his weekly press, well, the normal well, weekly press. Well, well, you wouldn't normally. If you appoint a new manager, you'd have a press conference straight away. But I wonder if Andy thinks it's maybe that's so they can get stories straight and... and tell the world exactly what happened or whether it's just what they would have done anyway uh, I, I've got no idea on that frankly uh, I'd be I guessing think, I think it will be a regular it will be oh look here's here's Roy but he's taken over this week let's crack on with this week sort of thing I, 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 I'd like to look back and see what Palace have done with managers pre uh, mid-season whether you do if you appoint a manager in the summer you do a press conference to say here's our new manager we're cracking on with the season when you do it mid-season I think you do. You do a pre- I don't think you do. I think you almost don't want to make a big thing of it. You almost want to go right. We got. <laughs> it's I, already a big. Yeah, I know. Thing. I know. I know. But you almost want to say right. New guys in charge. But we're looking forward to Saturday. You know, we're, we're cracking on with things. Maybe. But it, it's such an elephant in the room that he, he he's apparently going on. I think a podcast with Jimmy Bullard or something tomorrow, and he'll be asked the question. He'll, he'll be at least asked Jeez, the question. What? Really? <laughs> he's what going could, on a podcast with Jimmy Bullard. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I, I, I don't want to get into that for. 
you know. Not everything's got legal reasons. <laughs> Jimmy Bullard's not the best broadcaster in the world. How's that? Full stop. No, I, that he's was a nice what I was going to say. He's a lovely chap. Nice boy. But yeah. at some at some point, you would expect on, on that podcast him to be asked questions about the divorce situation and he'll be asked that question time and time again whether he's speaking with TalkSport whether he's speaking with Five Live mm. whether he's speaking with Sky Sports uh, he, he will at some point be asked the questions about it well, Roy and Hodgson's. he will he will at some point have to come out with some form of information as to what's happened and why it's gone wrong Roy Hodgson's already been asked about divorce on Sky tonight and he went he's basically he was quite philosophical about it he said these things happen but yeah. I've ended up in a job because of it yeah, which well, actually I don't mind. I don't mind that as a question or an answer, and that's almost what you want from Steve Parrish. And I'm slightly annoyed if if it turns out that Steve Parrish talks to Jimmy Bullard about it before he talks to the formerly to the. Pre- oh. It goes back to the thing we we're saying about Friedman when Friedman came in. Uh, and it was just kind of like Friedman's I'm in enough here trouble and, already about Friedman. Oh, 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 <laughs> but and, and and then we were saying it would be nice if the club said, "Look, here's Dougie. Here's what he's doing. Yeah, it's great to be back. Whatever." It, here's why nice. he had. Here's why he had a meeting with him. But we're not going to tell you what was said at the meeting. Right, but clearly, right. it, it, clearly, if you're at the board, something's on on disclosure. I get that. But but like you say, it would be nice if maybe Steve did go on to Palace Palace TV and said, "Okay, you know, just." Whatever this has happened, this is why, or whatever this is how I'm feeling right now, and just exactly. to create a bit more discourse. Even with Dougie Friedman, if the, you know this, this what's becoming an infamous meeting. Even if he said, I, "I met with Frank and Dougie Friedman, and after that meeting, we had a discussion about things, and we thought that it wasn't going in the way we." So this is the meeting to, to, that was on. Just for anyone that doesn't know, that was reported in the Sun and the Indy and the Guardian that happened on the Monday before deadline day. Yeah, I Jonathan don't understand Pierce. why this is remotely notable. A sporting director and a chairman meet with. Well, no, it is. No, it is. It is. If you've got somebody like Jonathan Pierce last night saying on air that Frank De Boer was really, really unhappy with the meeting being called in the first place and was really unhappy with the attitude. Well, because he wasn't expecting to speak with his chairman and no, sporting director. He was, I don't Before think. Was, I don't think he was expected to explain himself. But Jonathan Pierce was saying quite clearly on air last night that Frank De Boer left that meeting very unhappy about things that he'd been told and and the manner in which he'd, he'd been told them. So I think it's perfectly valid for us to, to ask questions. Yeah. Well, there's also reports that Parrish yeah. and Friedman left that meeting also feeling underwhelmed by what, yeah. what, what Frank had planned for deadline day and, so and the rest of the season. I mean, it's perfectly valid that we're allowed to ask the question about what happened in there. Okay, I'm going to yeah. ask you guys a very, a very pointed question. And I just want to point out that uh, I don't necessarily endorse the opinions of some of these questions, but I'm going no. to put it to you it's anyway. From BBS, is it? And it's from... No, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, it's from MP Camp. Hi MP. Hi MP. At Loxwood Coach. So there you okay. go. I don't think this person has tweeted us before. It says, by effectively enabling the players to have power over managers, and this is reflecting stuff that's been reported about the players uh, complaining to Steve about some of Frank's... Um, fringe players, apparently. Fringe yeah. players, okay. Yeah. Um, has Parrish made his own position untenable? That's a very, very strong question. No. I think it's very difficult for the chairman of a club to make his own position untenable so Steve Steve Parrish's shareholder would be voting on whether or not he wants to sack Steve Parrish as chairman is that what we're saying there it'd be like when Steve McLaren was on the board at Newcastle yeah Um, I don't think I don't think this is an uh, well again it comes back to how many times did we have to say it we don't we don't exactly know what went on you know we had this one leak to the Telegraph two weeks ago nobody could say which player was unhappy it's only since De Boer left that it seems that the players involved are Kelly, Ward and Delaney, who should be fringe players at best. I doubt very much whether Steve Parrish made his decision on the basis of whatever Delaney, Ward and Kelly said to him. Ward, I think, mean, started every game 
in the Premier League. Kelly was certainly in and around the squad. Delaney wasn't and perhaps shouldn't be when it comes back to the conversation about the depth of our squad. So I I, I think the timing of, of those comments to the press are very dubious. We know how close Delaney is to do if you if you're a fan of conspiracy theories, which is one of the reasons this pod exists. <laughs> because of course of course we are. Then, you know, Doogie Freeman was the manager who persuaded Damien Delaney to continue with his career. So they're obviously yeah. very close. So well, that's you, true. That's not a conspiracy. Theory. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. But, you know, again, it, it just come back to that in the absence of actual information. Yeah. These stories suddenly appear in newspapers out of nowhere. So, of course, we speculate. But it's I don't think... No, Parrish hasn't made his position untenable. Even okay. if he did listen to players, I mean, I'm sure Andy would say you would expect the managing director of any organisation... If if there's a problem with a senior member of staff, you would seek the opinion of other people within the organisation and find out how it's affecting them. And yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Undoubtedly, and I, th- I think yeah. there's this sort of this view that managers have to be disciplinarians and that players will tolerate it. Like they don't anymore. They don't, and there's a reason that Jose Mourinho in the third season of every club ends up falling out because eventually the whole yeah. authoritarian streak it doesn't wash with players. It, it, it's not. It's not the 1970s anymore with Brian Clough just laying down the law and players all of a sudden going oh yeah fine fair enough and punching you, you've people you've got, got to putting them, on treat, coat, putting well, them on coat hooks like he did the Roy Keane <laughs> you, you've now yeah. got to treat a modern professional footballer with a certain amount of respect and like an adult and all that sort of stuff and you need to have a, a happy but, training ground unless you're a particularly brilliant coach and even then it's going to be untenable but, in the long term but that's different no you don't because some teams thrive on fiction you know, they, you know Dwight York and Teddy Sheringham didn't speak to each other for, for two years at Man United that doesn't matter well, that's 20 years ago now I know but well, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's, human nature doesn't change that much in twenty years. But it's, it's the fact you know disciplinarian is one thing, but the way it's been sold in the tabloids is that he humiliated them. There's a world of difference between being yeah. a disciplinarian and humiliating them in public. Yeah. So somewhere in between those, yeah, you know, it seems that De Boer clearly does have an issue with the way player relations, but that's a long, long way from what the tabloids are claiming that he did yeah. to these people. But again, there's only claims, yeah. isn't it? Well, that's and exactly, that's but somewhere. again, so that's why we, we, yeah, we, we keep going round and round in yeah. circles until somebody tells us what actually happens or Roy Hodgson wins his first game on Saturday. So. Well, speaking of Roy Hodgson, then we've had quite a few questions about Roy returning to Palace and the first one is from Max Zucchini. Hi, Max. Hi, Max. Hi. He says, uh, do you think that Roy will play to our strengths or will he bring in something new to the system like De Boer tried? Tried. <laughs> Went Dutch then, didn't they? I think you probably play to, I mean, you know, going back to listen to Allardyce, watching Allardyce on the TV last night, you know, he he knew, he just, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to play this team like this team should be played, you yeah. know, on the counter, the flanks, and all that stuff. And I think, I think Hodgson will just be, I think Hodgson's in that same mould as an Allardyce or a Pulis, you know, who will just get get the team playing to their strengths and will not try and change anything. Mm. There's, I know we're only four games in out of 38, but um, I think he will. And I, I do not think he's going to... There's, there's not going to be a revolution. There's not even going to be an evolution. I think it's just going to carry on. Devolution. Devolution, maybe. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I'd, be, I'd be quite happy for us to declare independence. <laughs> <laughs> Start our own Premier League. That'd be great. I, I think... I would say that we would start with a four-four-two on Saturday, were it not for the fact we've only got one striker. So, <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I think the four, he, he will. As I said before, he's in that enviable situation in a way because Zaha's coming back. Loftus Cheek was is hopefully going to be fit. Yeah. Sacco is a player that I imagine Hodgson would want to buy. So we've got that first twelve. We will play a very base. We'll revert back to the Palace way mm-hmm. that has been our way for five years. I think we'll be he'll make us really hard to break down 
we'll try and hit teams on the break. You won't be seeing 65, 70% possession like we had against Huddersfield and Swansea. You'll be seeing us, you know. There was that but stat, I think he will there? play to the From what everybody says, that Hodgson is brilliant with players. He's really good with players. And I think I, I think the players will probably be highly... I think they'll probably be looking forward to turning up for training to work, apart from Reader World, who's marking time, to, marking time till January. But, you know, but, but again, Hodgson's a very cosmopolitan man. Hodgson speaks seven or eight different languages. He might be able to communicate with Reader World and get him involved in the squad. You don't know. But I think you will see Palace reverting to a... A more basic speaking of, of the possession thing there was a stat that the last six games I think it was that Palace have had more than 65-70% mm. possession they've lost every game yeah oh. so we just don't thrive in that in that kind of way well you remember Keith Millen on this pod begging us not to to, to, to broadcast it he asking us to cut it out when we'd beaten Villa and we'd said first thing we said to Keith basically was well 35% possession things are looking up and he went no no Pulis went mad <laughs> He did his. He lost. <laughs> he lost his temper. Going, what are you doing? Thirty-five percent possession. <laughs> Anything more than thirty percent. But we have, for better or worse, we have a squad that is more comfortable playing that way. That yeah. And I'm guessing that once Sacco's fit, Sacco and Dan will be the centre backs. Mm. Yeah. Fossey Mensah will be the right back. Would be a big strong team. It'll be no nonsense defending. You won't be seeing the centre backs taking a second touch on the ball. I'm guessing you'll see Lucas straight back in front of the, the, the two centre-backs. Hopefully. And we'll be getting yeah, the ball hopefully. forward. The, I mean, the interesting question will be, it, even Frank De Boer seemed to be sentimental about punching. Yeah. He'd only been there five weeks. <laughs> yeah. So the interesting question will be whether Hodgson seems to think, because he, again, he's the big debate, the player-wise, he's the huge debate. He's also right. the player that we get the most questions. I know we always about. have to. We always and have I, to. I, I stop. I don't ask them most because they're the same question, and we're in the same position each week. But yeah. James, do you think? Do you think it is time for punching to be dropped, regardless of being captain or not? It, it, it's not an unfair question, is it? It's not an unfair question, and punching will forever be will forever have a special place in Palace fans' hearts. But yeah, I think it is time. I think it's time for him to move to the side. I think, you know, we just... Temporarily, you know, to try well, and get the best out of him? I think so. I think, you know, I think, you know... No, he's... I don't think he meant to the wing. I think he meant <laughs> no, no, to, uh, to, to, to... I meant, what, you know, seriously. Not, not rather what, than Chung Lee. Well, I meant drop him in a way that, you know, when we're in party, you dropped Wilf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't think it's like that. I just, I just, you know, I just don't think pinch, pinch, punch, pinch, punch, uh, of the month. 12th of the month. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think punches. I don't think punches got what he should have to be playing at this level at the moment. He has, he has a passion and the belief. Look, you almost look misty-eyed as you're saying that. Well, no, it's because, you know, and we've, we've all got a lot of time for him. He's a, he's a local boy. He's, he's, he's one of ours. We, we sing it every week, you know. Yeah. We sing it and, we, and we've got a lot of time for him. And his passion is there. You know, when he got that goal, was it against Norwich when he cried? Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. We, we all know that. And that was, and that was real. That wasn't, that, wasn't, yeah, yeah. That, wasn't, that wasn't fate. Yeah. But in a footballing sense, um, I don't know whether he will fit into what Hodgson is going to do. But and you know, I, you know, on the other hand, you don't know. It might be that Hodgson is the manager that does find a new role for him, or does even if it's a coaching role. Or, or, or well, I'm talking coming, about on the pitch. No, I know, but I mean, yeah, even if it's a way yeah. of coming off the bench, it might be that. Possibly, yeah. It might be that he he has the words that unlocks the. the I mean, Sam sort of did that in a way by making him captain, didn't it? Give him a new role. He did, but it kind of didn't. It didn't necessarily. Well, you mean work. when he, Luca, and Johan formed a midfield that beat Chelsea away? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah, and beat Arsenal at home. Yeah, well, you could always. Yeah, well, if if you wanted to talk about the Chelsea way, Wayne Hennessy won that game for us then. 
Well, no, no, he didn't. Actually. Well, nor did nor, nor, nor did nor did Jason nor did Punching. Then you can't, you know, one one decent game doesn't I mean Punching is one. No, no that was that was a good midfield unit. No, no, if you want to make any argument, punch- it's that uh, that Loftus Cheek has come in, and therefore someone has to make way from that three. If you're going to play that system, yeah, and it probably put- makes intuitive sense for it to be one of Punching and Kabai. And frankly, they're both the same age, and they're not actually that dissimilar players. But if you had a choice between, if you had a straight choice between Punching and Luca on, on Sunday, who would you pick? You'd pick Luca every time. Yeah, well, because they're, they're playing completely different yeah, roles. No, but, 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 and but unless you're Frank the ball, you don't what, drop Luca Mirovoy. But what does Punch? Yeah. I know, but what does Punch do? I mean, what in terms of assistance? And, I, and I'm, I'm, as, that for years, I'm as misty-eyed as, as James mm. is about this, and yeah. he's one of those players. That, but we we've always been over sentimental about players. We've always kept on the players who should have. Well, because we're fans. We're, because we're, we're fans, yeah. And I want Punch to be part of the club. Forever, I'd like to see Punching manage the club, but you, there's no, you can't argue logically. Maybe he will be in a week. Well, you, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've got. But even I've, with the Fredbear squad, you can't argue logically that he deserves his place in the team. I think right? we all agree. Yeah. I think we all reluctantly <laughs> yeah. agree that. Um, I got, I got a question about Roy. Then quite a direct one. I'm going to ask you all, and I want a sort of brief answer if possible. Start with Kevin, and it's from James Cy14. Hi, James. Hi, James. He says, "Is Roy the best candidate out there right now?" If you'd asked me this in July, I would have said no, not by a million miles. Now, it seems that, yeah, well, you have to look at who's available for a start. But now, he seems like, you know, steady hand on the tiller from Croydon, stood in the Homesdale. At, at the moment, I'm not as upset about it as I thought I would be possibly two or three weeks ago, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah, a lot can change in three weeks, yeah. James. Yes, it can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not upset at all about Hodgson. Um, He's the best candidate? I think he's, I don't know, the best candidate, but I think he'll be, I think he's the right person for the club. You've got to bear in mind, the guy's 70 years old and he's been around the block and he's done a lot of good things. And you know, as yeah. Kev alluded to, yeah. he's very, he knows a lot about European football. Not that we're going to get into Europe, but he, he knows a lot about players. He knows, he knows the game and he's well respected in the game. And I do think he's a type of character that when, and we also said this earlier on, that when he walks onto that training ground tomorrow, people will want to play for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm actually quite excited about Hodgson coming in because I think it's kind of galvanised the club. I think we're, we're in such a mess at the moment. We're running around like headless chickens at the oh. moment and because we don't know what we're doing. We, there's, there's no, and I don't want to use the word stability because that, that insinuates something long-term. I'm just <laughs> talking about something right now. Right at this moment, right now, over the next week or two, we need something. I think Hodgson will bring that in because of who he is and what he's done in the game. He's had ups and downs. He's been very... He was so successful, so successful yeah. for many, many years. Yeah. He's had a few couple of bad seasons at Liverpool, maybe in his England career, maybe wasn't amazing, but he was there for a good... What, how many years was he in England? Five, six years? He did all right. He got a good win ratio. Lost seven out of 56 games. Well, there you go. That's not but that bad. That, we, we failed to qualify out of the group stage for the first But anyway, time. But anyway, yeah. I, do, I do believe Hodgson, whether he's the best candidate around now, I don't know, but I think he's a very good candidate and I'm glad that he's in the club. Yes, he's got a history with Croydon, he's got a history with Palace and I'm glad that he's there. I'm not talking about, oh, steady the ship, all that nonsense, but let's just get this team playing how they should be playing. He will get the best out of those players, I'm sure he will. And also that language thing... And I didn't say it as a joke. I mean, he, he will be able to communicate with, well, the, absolutely, whole, yeah. with the whole squad. He'll be able to talk to punch, people like Punch and Zahar. I'm sure he'll bore the tits off them talking about Croydon in the 50s and how it used to, how it, <laughs> how it used to be able to drive through Croydon. I remember the days. first type well, of tram we had before was travelling. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Whitgift sent ours before. But you know what I mean? But at least yeah, he yeah. will have that Born sort of thing. But he will also be able to talk to the... He can speak to other players in their language and he'll... 
he is well respected. He has been. He, he's coached in all sorts of countries. He's again. He's got a good reputation. And also, I think as well. Much as I wanted De Boer, and I and I, I still think it was a mistake to get rid of him so early. It was a, this was a step down for De Boer. Of course, it was, and it's not for for Hodgson. And already he's displayed more enthusiasm. Hodgson's interview tonight in the car. He's displayed more enthusiasm in that car interview in two minutes than Frank De Boer displayed since he took the club that's over. Because he is, 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 that's down to experience, Kev, isn't it? Yeah, and he's that's down to experience because he knows. He's genuinely he knows, excited as well. Well, he knows. Like, we yeah. spoke about this so many yeah. times. It's about, you know, you're in that position. We talk about it with Parrish. We spoke about it with all the managers. It's about how you communicate. We yeah. communicate with the media, with your fans, with everybody. And Hodgson knows what he's doing. And he's, and he's, and he's, well, then, yeah, that was good. Brilliant. Yeah. We're already okay, on. Yeah, yeah, I want to ask you to this. So you you two haven't asked. Yeah, okay. And then I want to get yours as well. But after, well, fact, before I do that, in fact, let's get Andy's opinion and then I'll ask my question after. So do you think Frank is the best? Frank, my word. Yeah. I can't move on. Do you think that uh, Roy is the best candidate? Yes. Good, okay, and right. Do you, what do you think? I think so as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Okay, so my next I feel question, like I should say no now just to disagree. No, no, no. But I'll ask you my follow-up question, okay. which is, is Palace's experiment with a foreign coach over? Well, it wasn't the fact that he was a foreign coach. It was the fact that he's not a very good coach. It's got, no, nothing, to do it's got nothing to do with him being foreign. That's just... No, I'm not having this. Oh, it's a foreign coach. Look, this is we're, this is an international game. You know, we're a European game. It's like... It's, don't give me this. Oh, it's a foreign coach. We're, well, he is a foreign coach. No, but it's, it's, yeah, no, yeah, but it's yeah, a foreign yeah. coach. So... It, a foreign coach, what, is he from Scotland? Is he from Wales? Is he from the north of England? It doesn't really matter. Oh, you're get He's a those. footballer. <laughs> He's a footballing coach. That's yeah. just, you know. No, but, when you're talking about Roy, it just got me thinking about maybe Palace are a team that just need to have yeah. a, a native coach who just knows Yeah, but we're running out of people to tick off the list now. I mean, we, we've, <laughs> we, we've gone through every British manager between the age watched, of 50 yeah. and 70. Who's, who's left, guys? Who is left? Kirby Kirby How old is Alan Mullery? We're still 33 to 1 to be the yeah. next Palace manager, Kirby So maybe it's the How old's intuitive Alan, natural How old is Alan Mullery? <laughs> no, Alan Mullery is the last manager that I didn't see a single live game for. Well, you saw one for the age Because you were about one. The no, age, I didn't see a single one for Dibble. The, the age thing, by the way, is interesting because Hodgson's not that much older than Allardyce, but he's only six years older than Allardyce. Yeah. And also, Endicott and I are at the... Eight. We're getting to an age where we can't start talking about ages <laughs> as, as a drawback. But what's interesting, a journalist said to me yesterday, Palace at the moment, a little bit like England. England every time England sack a manager, they go for the opposite. It's like they get rid of a foreign manager, they go for an English manager. Yeah. They get rid of an English manager, they go for a foreign manager. And it's like we've gone from a young foreign manager to... and But Hodgson fits the template of what Parrish has, has appointed in the past far more. Parrish has always gone for, for the most part, people older than him and English and who know the Premier League. You, he's got the same credentials as Warnock, Pulis, yeah, Pardew, yeah. Allardyce. Allardyce. Do, you so think so, then, do you think Parrish, having been burned so badly with this decision, will not think outside the box so much for the next next manager, I which is going to be no, in two years it, anyway? I don't think. I think we're talking about a level of planning that we don't simply don't have as a club. I think. Oh, but we have. Yeah. We exactly. think that's really important. We have to have it. We're reacting. Yeah, we, we haven't. Well, we haven't. We're reacting. We're not proactive. The answer to your question very much depends how well Roy Hodgson does. As Palace manager, do you we, not think we'll learn from this and maybe be more? No, we haven't done since. Well, we haven't since 2013. We haven't. We bought. We bought Neil Warnock. Learn you know, football. Come on. Yeah, well, the, the, the interesting thing from Hodgson's point of view, we've there are some diff, difficult games coming up. Of course, there are. But then in November and uh, December, we've got seven games against teams that you would expect to be in the bottom half of the table. So 
there's a, there's an element where you think let's hang on to yeah. the coattails and get to January. But what you want to see, you talk about learning from things. Like we've got a director of sport now. We've had a transfer window that, notwithstanding uh, Fossey Mensa and Loftus Cheek, wasn't brilliant the last day. So let's see if we have learned. Let's see if we, you know, if our sporting director, let's see if we get our targets in on January the 2nd. Or let's see if, as I predict, we'll be running around on January the 29th throwing cash at clubs like Liverpool who know that we'll eventually spend it. I think Because that- that's what you want to see is you want to see Hodgson, and that's hopefully what Hodgson will do with Freeman. Hodgson will do is say, right, okay, it's only three months to the next transfer window. This is where the squad's weak. This is who I want to bring in. And let's see them brought in on January 2nd. Is let's that- see if we do learn. I think you've hit the nail on the head there because is that not the most frustrating thing about this constant perennial cycle going back to firefighters is that we don't yes. seem to have learned no, from exactly. anything that's happened in yes. the last four years. How many... I wish we didn't have to keep saying it. We must say this on the pod <laughs> once every two weeks. Yeah. It's a perennial thing. We've been saying it since, two, since we sat Holloway. We, never, we don't seem to learn. Every season, the Premier League seems to come as a surprise to us every season. Whoa! It's, it's, it's exactly what it's I can't like. believe we're playing yeah. Arsenal this season. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird Man City. Every, what, we, what yeah. we play Man United yeah. away and at home. <laughs> Marseille have got chandeliers. It comes back to Phil Alexander going, Marseille have got chandeliers. We're going to sign goodbye and there's two people, there's two people from Palace. There's Phil Alexander and, and Terry Byfield at Marseille, 20 French people and there's some chandeliers and Terry Byfield's taking a picture of the chandelier. It, every season, every season it's, it seems like we've been promoted. I really want that time. to be a true story. It is a true, it's a true, it's a true story. Well, the Terry as, Byfield was in Marseille taking photos of chandeliers. chandeliers. They're both, they're both going, they've got chandeliers in the board. We can't compete with this. Started, but every every year it seems like we start again. It seems like we've been promoted. It seems like we've just come up. Yeah, it is. Like that. That's that's hey, you know what? You yeah. know what? Yeah. It's typical palace. Hey. 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 Money in the pot. Money in the pot. Okay. At least we got rid of the mural. That's good. Well, yeah. yeah. That, well, that happened a while ago. Um, there's a lot of questions on the typical palace uh, drink. <laughs> Chris Toxic said, it, "Chris Toxic." Hi Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Says, is this the most palace thing that's ever happened? It's a very good it's question. It's, 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 up there. It's, up there. It's, it's ticking a lot of palace boxes, yeah. That's a very good it question. Really is. The it fact is, it's been yeah, spoken yeah. of in the same terms as Dave Bassett, who left in two days. Yeah. Probably, probably and that was 1984, yeah, wasn't it? 1983, yeah. 1984. That before yeah. Coppel. Was that just before Coppel? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Between Mario yeah, and yeah. Coppel. Yeah. The fact it's been spoken about in those terms probably suggests this is an ear remarking moment. It's definitely up there. Okay, yeah. so Oliver Moss. Hi, Oliver. Hi, Oliver. Says, 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 to an outsider, would Palace be best described as a soap opera <laughs> or a Greek tragedy? What's your Greek name? You said earlier. Uh, Yamas and Decopolis. <laughs> You'd be the star of the Greek tragedy. <laughs> I think it's, um, it's a, a bit of both. I, th- I think it's a Greek soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> There are certain conventions of Greek tragedy that we we aren't approaching. <laughs> Let's yet, stay yeah. away from. We're not what. No. What trying to educate? We're not. I thought you were going down like an Oedipus. No, 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 no one's going. Let's, let's question. Okay, no one's going down on Oedipus. No one, <laughs> that's what an Oedipus thing to say. That's uh, a yeah, really. It was a bit. Right. I was going to say no one's wearing masks that hide the emotion of the. Speaker, I can't believe anyone know. calls this podcast middle class. It's been a long pod. It's only Neil Fisher calls us. Oh, everybody on the BBS. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Get over it. All those chimps on the BBS. Dan Purvis. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Says, seeing as we're currently swinging from drama to drama, what would the pod's next 
five-year plan be? <laughs> I five love the, years. You know what? I love the fact. You know, you you always change the the your name on Twitter. The five-year plan. You change it to five-day plan. That's I thought good. that was. It's better genius. Than, better than five now years. And then. Better than five. No, Stephen Hawking's genius. That's five. Changing the name of the pod's not genius, is it? Somebody who invents a cure for cancer would be a genius. Not, not somebody who comes up with a five-year planner do. That wasn't me. Wasn't it? No. Who was that then? Someone else. Rob, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the so no, five-day plan. Five-year like five plan. Five-year plan. Like five plan. We don't five year one, plan. We? we just, well, we just sort of. I think the final plan is that we stitch together the club and we stay in the Premier League. I'd be amazed if three of us are still here in five years' time. I'll be here in five years' (laughs) time. Freddie be hosting the pod? Little Freddie. uh, Little Freddie Street. He's asleep next door. For now. Right, final question then. He's a gorgeous baby. Final question for this See, that doesn't matter, does it? It's only football. We've got a gorgeous little baby street next door. Who's on to his second manager, Palace manager. Yeah. (laughs) In 11 weeks. He's going to grow up to be an evil lawyer. (laughs) <laughs> right. Dad will be so proud. Yeah, whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> Final question for part Sorry, two. I meant I meant lawyer. That was a tautology. Sorry. <laughs> Final question for this week is from Andy, Andy. Walker. Andy Walker. Yeah. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Do you know him? No, nope, never heard of him. Who's <laughs> that? <laughs> His attention span's gone. Yeah, okay, that's why I'm wrapping it up. For he those says, of us watching on TV, by the way, his attention span goes around about this time. Yeah. 13 minutes into the pod. (laughs) Andy Walker says, I lost my season ticket after the Swansea game. Should I bother getting a new one? Yes. You lost property, mate. Yeah, well, apparently our ticket office is much more efficient than it used to be. So I'm quite interested in this media attempt to talk up the boycott. On yeah. Saturday, apparently. You mean they're on holiday? No, so, what was it used to? London dot Cockney football. <laughs> you know it's geezer. called. What's it called? <laughs> you know what it's called. Is it football dot Waverinston? What is it? <laughs> football dot West Ham L- website. Football dot London, whatever it is. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Football dot London. That's what it's football dot Jelly It's called football dot football dot Oyo it, isn't it? Yeah. What what about it? Well, they're a very reputable website and they employ very good journalists. Not the idiot who wrote the piece. Other clickbait insights are available. <laughs> but, but other, yeah, me. other idiots are available. But they're the ones who have tried to talk up. Well, there Based was a few on people on Twitter, wasn't there, yeah, reacting, yeah, saying they're going to boycott. But, the f- so but what's, I don't understand the point. A, Why? financially it's not going to affect Steve Parrish because they've got your money anyway. And B, it, it, you support the team. You get behind the team, not the club necessarily. You get behind the players who are turning out for us on Saturday. It's yeah. like... That's it's not Palace doing reversal now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, shall we? Let's end up the part there. Uh, thank you very much for your questions. Sorry we couldn't answer them all, but please keep sending them in uh, week after week. Now, after the break, we're going to be previewing, and we say it every week, a very big game for Palace <laughs> at home to Southampton. So we'll see you after this. Back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey! Pod two two four, uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with up. Okay. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. <laughs> wow, that was. He's bored, isn't he? He is bored. He's yeah. definitely bored. He's more bored than Freddie. Um, let's preview. Oh, Freddie's fine. The eleven-week-old baby next door. He's, he's doing fine. Great. Yeah, he's yeah. alert. He's yeah. awake. Yeah. I the, will. The, can you hurry up so I can yeah, get on yeah, the JCIS we'll... website, please? <laughs> 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 it's about time he actually went on it. <laughs> Right, uh, 
was at home to Southampton at the weekend. Now, I was talking to Rob Warlow, who's from the Croydon Advertiser at Burnley, and he's, he said... Ooh, fancy. I love I'll it when just, people name drop. Hang on, I'll just, very, pick, I'll just pick that one up. Thank he's you very, nice very much. Guy. He's a very nice guy. And uh, he was saying that he's noticed that Palace always get a result against Southampton and that Saints actually have a bit of a record of giving teams that are in need of a result... A win. They're quite restless natives down in Southampton at the moment as well, aren't they? Yeah. They've, yeah. they've, they've not scored a lot of goals. I think Pellegrino's already getting a bit of a, a, a stick down there. They yeah. lost to Watford at the weekend. It was yeah. very bad in that game. Deservedly so, apparently. Can't can't buy a goal. Yeah. So right now there'll be a uh, thousand Palace fans listening to this going, well, typical Palace, isn't it? Yeah. We'll, so we'll, we'll, get, we'll get them on a good I run. Bet, I bet uh, as this, if is, this is going to look great on the TV then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two teams that can't score. Yeah. Well, Super yeah, Saturday. We'd, we'd take a nil-nil right now, wouldn't you? No, but if we if we beat them, we'll be a point behind them. So suddenly our drama doesn't look that bad. And remember, he was one of the managers that we were linked with yeah. Yeah, yeah. quite heavily during the summer. And we're only five games in, you know, really. I know, four like, games in, yeah, we're only four, four games in. It's like, only we, our fifth we, game of the season, so it's still very early. We do have a half-decent record against them at, at Palace, based on a small sample. But well, what I'm hoping is, it, yeah, we just want the atmosphere. It'll be really interesting to see what what team we pick, and it, hopefully, despite what we said about Hodgson being, you know, cautious, trying not to concede goals, it would be quite nice if we were on the front foot. How many times have we again? We've used that expression so many times. You know, Southampton. You'd probably choose Southampton to play at the moment. They're they're not at a brilliant start to the season. They're not going to be travelling to Sellers Park really well. I know how many I'm times I've said that as well. Right? <laughs> Sunderland, Burnley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I also said it against Middlesbrough and Watford and we beat that. So, yeah, and they were, uh, big yeah, games. they were big games. They were big games. So it's just like, Hodgson, you'd like to think, is a good enough manager to be saying to them, look, they, they won't be particularly happy about coming to Palace. It's not, and also, it's not going brilliantly for them. And, and that's ironic, despite what I said in the first part about, look at Southampton's model. Everyone should copy Southampton's model, and then they're but they free, have, they have for the most part, they have got it right, but they are, they are in a bit of a sort of... Yeah. Oh, it's almost like Palace aren't unique. Yeah, it's almost like lots of clubs go through upheavals. Yeah, no, but my, my point is what I'm saying. I I quoted everybody who's saying Southampton's model was a brilliant one. Yeah, and of course it turns out they're. It's almost like there's not a flawless model to run a football club. He's bored now as well. He is. Oh, also, I'm gonna, two of them get bored. It's a, oh, I'm going to use a phrase that if we were on QI, would definitely get the uh, the bells going in the background. We would last two minutes on QI. All right. I wouldn't. I'd be all the way. Well, I know words and stuff. I know, some, I know some stuff. <laughs> I know words and stuff. If that sums you up, Kev. Come on, come on, lads. Let's, Kevin. let's, let's get back on track. Kevin, um, sorry. Sorry, Jim, don't worry. <laughs> Saturday, home to Southampton. New manager bounce. Oh! Yeah, like Allardyce. Yes. Like, like, yes. Like eight games in. I think the atmosphere is going to be very different than it would have been if Frank was still manager. Do you think people are just going to be a bit bemused? That's the atmosphere I'm anticipating. People get in there and go, what? What's happened? I, I don't, don't know. quite I'll get be, this. I'll be really interested to see how... Where's Ronald DeBull gone? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be the I'll be interested to see how Hodgson plays it, whether he sort of goes for the big, you know, G in the fans. And again, it, it'll be di- if Zahar's available, even he's, if he's on the bench, if Sacco's on the bench. Is uh, Wilf going to be fit for Saturday? I don't he's know. Back running. He's, he's, he's running back to full fitness. So well, that'll do. And Sacco, <laughs> and, Sacco and Sacco played half an hour in the under-23s. That'll there. do. Yeah. Uh, Papa had a 90 minutes in that game. Yeah, actually. which is brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. A year to the so, day that he had his accident. Yeah, yeah. Well. Jamie Goal. Um, so he'd gone from having no left backs to all of a sudden having three. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
No, but it would, they would be big boosts. I mean, Wilf and Loftus-Cheek and Sacco, that would be, even if, be massive, even Loftus, psychologically. Even if two of them were on the bench. It's yeah. like, I think if uh, Wilf's only just started running and has been in a leg brace, you probably shouldn't be expecting to see him on Saturday. You never know. It's a funny game But football. even if he was there on the bench and they had no intention of bringing him... <laughs> I don't know what I'm dealing See, with. I'm here. tired now. Yeah, yeah, we're all getting tired. Come on, <laughs> it's been a long um, few it's, days. It's going to be, it? you know, normally we say at this point, right? What t- what lineup do you want to see? What's the team going to be? It's it's quite it's quite difficult, really, with all the upheaval and a new manager. Well, I'm guessing really what's that, going to be. I'm guessing that I don't know how you bet on these things, but I'm guessing Chung Young Lee won't be starting. <laughs> that would be one of my guesses. Yeah, it's good, yeah. that's a good guess. I'd and rather if, we didn't if, drop uh, our best defensive midfielder. Yeah. I kind of feel like that would be a bad decision. Fact, if Roy Hodgson does start with Chung Young Lee, I demand that we do a podcast on Saturday night, a very short one. But a very, <laughs> I don't think Chung Young Lee will start. I'm guessing that if Tomkins is fit, Dan and Tomkins will start as centre backs. Yeah, I think Luca will definitely start. He'll be back four. The interesting thing will be what if Punching starts. Yeah, you know, okay. whether he tries to play four four two. I think it'll be four at the back, yeah. definitely, and then yeah, we'll yeah. see what's see what happens in front. Ah, yeah. Are you guys feeling confident, nervous? Do you know what? I'm actually I don't know feeling. What I'm feeling. I, I slightly got there's there's I'm a sense to it. there's a sense of embarrassment about what's happened at Palace at the moment. There's no two ways about that, and that's because we all identify with the club, and there's no reason why there should be, because these are people that for the most part we don't meet every day, making decisions that we have no input in. But there is a sense of embarrassment about what's going to happen You're but, I don't, know. but, I, but I, I, don't, I don't really agree with that actually no. I don't agree I don't feel no. embarrassed by it at all you know what it's Annoyed like then. I, don't, I just feel like everybody's got an opinion everybody in the footballing world has now got an opinion about Palace and they're all talking about Palace I just think you know what you don't know you've got no idea you're saying it's quite fun in a strange sort of I'm not saying it's fun it's, you know what I thought about this whole De Boer thing it's just like it was there it's like it's this new record four games in getting sacked it's terrible you read the stuff you read the tweets and your Facebook updates and your friends are texting you going you're a shambles you're this and that you, go, you don't know you, don't, you haven't seen those games you don't know yeah. you don't really know we actually know a little bit more even though we moan on this pod about the lack of communication we actually know a lot more than most people do know outside of Palace yeah. And we're lucky that we have this forum where we can talk about it. And we know that something had to change. Something had to change. Four games in or not, something had to change. And it has changed. And I just think, you know, I don't care what other people think. I just think we're going to, you know, we're going to be, I'm not going to say the word, but we're going to get together on Saturday. And I think it's going to, I'm, I'm really, you know what, Kevin, I'm really looking forward to Saturday. So am I. But we haven't, I don't really, think, really, I think it's going to be a great day. I don't think there's any point pretending that we haven't showered ourselves in glory as a, as a club. And again, you'd, if you work for a big organisation, it probably doesn't bother you. But the fact is, we identify with the club. Every football fan does, and you want things to be done in a proper way, and you want things to be consistent, etc. And they haven't been. But having said that, I'm already over the ball, and I'm I'm actually mm. quite excited yeah. about Hodgson, and I'm lo- actually looking forward to a fresh start. On, so I, I like the well. fact it's an early kick off. On I think it's make so, or break for him, really. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Frank De Boer will be asking quite a while already. If, we, if he loses, he's got to prove himself. He's got zero percent win record. Well, so no, that was say, the same as Frank De Boer. So you say that, but if he if he does lose the first four games, which is quite possible, then what happens? What then we get him Ronald De Boer? Yeah. I've told you this yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> but there is. I like the fact of early kickoff. So then, and the fact is that if we end up in the Porsons' arms at three o'clock with three points. The world will look like a much rosier place, and I can finally watch match of the day, which I haven't been able to do. All. <laughs> yeah, miss much we lost. I know. That's what I, was, I miss Chris Kamara <laughs> on a Sunday morning. I really miss. Chris, I can't. I couldn't even watch it this Sunday because I thought, well, we haven't played yet. 
So I'm going to take that as a defeat. So I'm not even going to watch also because I knew he'd just be getting it wrong about Mane's red card. But um, I just want a weekend where I can just watch Match of the Day on a Saturday night and then just in the morning read the papers and just enjoy. Simple life, don't you? Basically. Yeah, right. One that's got no podcast in it. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking <laughs> no, forward to no, Saturday. Good. So am I. No, seriously. Really, I no, I am. I'm really looking no, forward to Andy, it. Now, look, by the look on Andy Street's face, he's not. So let's. Oh, I'm much the same as I am most weeks. Oh no. no. Well, I'm I was hoping you had another Do you know what? I'm feeling positive, and I think it's going to be a bit emotional on, on Saturday in a way, but hopefully in a good way. Um, wow, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Wow, it that, didn't it? That, yeah. Also, it doesn't really make any sense. Oh, well, we're I'm an wa- hour and a half. In I'm welling up. I'm tired. Wow, um, oh, thank you for listening. Me. Let's end the pod there on, oh. on the most positive way we can get. I think, I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your donations. If you donated to our walk, but please keep donating. Let's see if we can double our target. If you donate a really lot, we'll just walk and never come back. So just keep <laughs> on donating. <laughs> Uh, Somebody shoot up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you after the Southampton game uh, next week. Um, so that's it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.